number of reports from countries who are doing very detailed contact tracing. They're following asymptomatic cases, they're following contacts, and they're not finding secondary transmission onward. It's very rare. We are constantly looking at this data, and we're trying to get more information from countries to truly answer this question. It still appears to be rare that an asymptomatic individual actually transmits onward. As the kids say, wait, what? That was a WHO doctor saying, uh, if you got no symptoms, it's very, very rare to, to give anybody else the disease, which is one of the you know basic ideas behind the giant shutdown after we stopped flattening the curve and just became obsessed with avoiding cases. Anyway, to discuss that and uh, many other related topics, please welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show, the most uh, terrific Lon J. Chen. Uh, David and Diane Steffi, fellow in American Public Policy Studies at the Hoover Institution. Lon He, how are you, sir? Hey, Jill. I'm well. Good to talk to you. Likewise. Yeah, thanks for coming on today. Uh, listen, I think we're all a, a little too very, very frustrated, depending on the impacts in our lives, with these county and state health officials who have been granted dictatorial powers during an alleged emergency. Your take? <laughs> Where do we start? I mean... My, my favorite is the is the amount of what seems to be completely arbitrary rulemaking, right? Oh, so yeah. Contra, you know, Contra Costa County, which is not that far from where you are, not that far from where I am, they have a rule that basically says you can get 12 people together in your backyard for a social gathering as long as it's the same 12 people, what they call a stable group, or you can have a protest of up to 100. <laughs> now, tell me how that makes any sense. Tell me how that makes any sense at all. I mean, this is what frustrates people. It's not that people don't want to listen. It's not that people have a natural inclination to want to disrespect authority. It's that people don't like the fact that there is no consistency. And there's just rampant hypocrisy amongst these public health officials. That's why people are upset. Well, Jack, if he were here, would bring up the fact that, and we've seen this in county after county, you know, barber shops can open on Wednesday. Then restaurants on Friday, but you, you rotten bastards fixing lawnmowers or whatever, you got to wait till next Tuesday. And it's just, it's arbitrary and ridiculous. And, and it seems to be entirely independent of uh, how many uh, hospitalizations and deaths are in a particular area. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think it's just this sort of notion that the government's going to decide what is acceptable and unacceptable activity without any reference point that seems anywhere close to something that's, that, that looks like science. I think that's what frustrates people is the sense that, okay, you know, it, it's one thing if government said, look, we have a reasonable explanation for why you can only get a haircut on Tuesdays and why you can only fix your car on Thursdays. But that's not even the case. They're not even pretending to have an explanation as to why things are acceptable one day or another. They're just saying, look, it's because we say so. I mean, they are like, you know, how parents respond to small children. We're being treated like toddlers. And I think that's that's why there's frustration. I would agree. You're just supposed to shut up and take it. And speaking of parenting or coaching or... Uh, teaching or or training a dog, you quickly understand, okay, if I let them get away with this or if I nip it in the butt or whatever, that has impact going down the line. And with the protest thing, I think it's an excellent example. Getting together and shouting and chanting in fairly tight bunches is obviously the sort of thing that's going to spread the COVID, but they don't dare shut it down. So, no. So you earn the right to associate with other human beings by being militant or angry or something like that. 
as opposed to an appeal to logic. I, you're going to get more of that. I mean, these poor nail salon gals and the hairdressers and, and the rest of it, they've got to get militant and angry, and then presumably they'll be allowed to open? Well, and I'll tell you, the people that uh, these public health officials ultimately hurt in the long run is themselves. They hurt their own credibility because what happens is the next time we, you know, we, we let's say we do have a, a spike in COVID cases as we go down the line for whatever reason. And, you know, they're going to be yelling and screaming about staying at home and sheltering in place. And people, understandably, are going to be skeptical. They're going to say, look, you know what, when the time came to reopen and to reopen reasonably, uh, you made these arbitrary distinctions. You don't seem to have science to explain, for example, this distinction that the WHO is now talking about between asymptomatic carriers and non-symptomatic carriers. That, that apparently, by the way, is the distinction. There's a difference between people who are asymptomatic and pre-symptomatic. Right. All right, whatever it all means. The point is, people are going to look at this and say, you know what, it's a bunch of hogwash. Because what we what we were shown was, when the chips were down and you had to make a decision that apparently said we're going to preference public health over politics, you chose politics. You basically said, I'm not going to criticize protesters because politically it better aligns with what I believe. Right. And, and people just aren't going to listen to you anymore. Yeah. Well, I think that is the message, and it's been sent loud and clear. Now, you're a public policy guy. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at my own county here. I got a, a county by county, state by state map, which is very interesting and uh, there have been no deaths in, in many weeks now. It says last 14 days, but I think it's nine or 10 weeks. There are a total of six people hospitalized in my entire county, which is vast uh, geographically and has lots and lots of people in it. Um, but we're still observing all sorts of s- strange and inexplicable limitations. You can't rake a sand trap on a golf course, even though the CDC right. said a week, week and a half ago that uh, surface um, the transmission is, is very rare and unlikely. So as a public policy guy, Lon He Chen of the Hoover Institution, Stanford University, um, is, is the problem that we said, okay, governors, go ahead and declare an emergency, but there's no sunset to it, there's no limit to it, there's no defining of the emergency, because it's it's not been about flattening the curve for many, many, many weeks. So it's, how can we not do this so badly next time? Well, you know, I think I think there's a couple of things, Joe. I think we have to demand that our policymakers give us answers in terms of why they're doing what what they're doing. You know, I, I think to a certain degree, we were also concerned about this virus at the start that we just sort of said, OK, we trust you. Well, it's pretty clear now that uh, that they have not earned our trust in a way that 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 suggests we should just give them a blank check. So I think we have to ask questions. That's the first thing. The second thing is, you know, I bet you're technically still under a shelter in place order as am I, technically. But one of the things that really bothers me is that there's no uh, basis for these things now. There's no basis for why things are doing, why people are doing what they're doing. And so in my mind, the way we avoid this going forward uh, is not only by demanding answers, but basically saying, okay, look, if you public official have not been responsible and accountable, we're going to make an effort to vote you out of office when the time comes, because ultimately these public health people, they're answerable to county supervisors. They're answerable to mayors. And if these mayors and county supervisors aren't doing their jobs, they don't deserve to be in office. Well, and you just can't give executive power and sweeping executive power to somebody who has only one concern, and that's the health of the people in their county, the county health people or the state health people. Life's a lot more complicated than that. And our elected officials are supposed to take in those complexities. But right. They, they hand it off to one committee chairman, in effect. 
right, they're supposed to weigh what the public health people say against the economic realities on the ground. The fact that people are skipping visits to the hospital or to the health care provider because they're concerned or because limits are in place. They're skipping economic activity because they're told they can't do it because it's not safe. And people's livelihoods are at stake. You know, kids aren't going to school. I saw some data the other day that says kids are falling behind, particularly the third and fourth grade level, just because of the last couple months they've spent out of school. And, And these are the kind of costs that have to be weighed. And if you don't weigh them, you end up with arbitrary policy that, frankly, not a whole lot of people like. Right. Not to mention the anxiety and depression that the kids are feeling. Lonnie, I'm afraid we're out of time, uh, but really enjoy the conversation. Thought-provoking. Lonnie Chen of the uh, Hoover Institution, Stanford University. Great to talk to you. Thanks for the time. Thank you, Joe. And as Lonnie pointed out quite aptly, not only are the, the public health people obsessed with health, they became obsessed with a particular part of health, which is the Chinese bat fever, and we're forgetting preventative care and, and necessary procedures and, and the rest of it. It's just, it's an example of really, really bad governance. Armstrong and Getty.